From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, welcome. It's uh, 7.05, 7.06. You have made it into the evening. That means that the workday is done. And uh, someone who I don't know if he'll have any time off tonight because he pretty much works 24-7 uh, is Imran Ansari, who has stepped into the studio and is prepared to do his radio job now. He does TV. He does radio. He does court. He does, you know, uh, all kinds. I, th- I think he does a song and dance every now and then. <laughs> he plays a mean saxophone. Uh, he was an MC last week. I mean, he just, you know... This there's no keeping this guy um, down. Uh, Imran, it's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, Kevin. Now, where were you emceeing again? It's uh, It was a very specific organization that you were working with. Right. So it's the South Asian Bar Association of New York, uh, which is a, a bar association, uh, an affinity bar association, as we lawyers call these uh, bar associations, which are uh, based on an ethnic background and almost every uh, ethnicity uh, has their own affinity bar. Like the Colombian Lawyers is the uh, Italian-American uh, organization. And, you know, we're active in that. I'm active in that. But of course, uh, my partner, Arthur Idala and all the Italian-Americans in my firm are very big in that. And this was the South Asian Bar Association. We had a great gala at Gotham Hall uh, a week or so ago. I love I Gotham was, Hall. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful place. I was the uh, the MC of the night. I'm also a director of the organization. It was a great event. It looked like a great time, and uh, I'm glad that you're able to do those things because it helped gets the word out. You know that Imran's the uh, the rising court journalism superstar that he is. Um, it, the only thing you need now is for Taylor Swift to start dating you, and then you'll really be <laughs> on the map. But that's a different story. Um, and he's happily married, friends. Don't send me letters. I know this. Um, so here we go. Um, this week, Donald Trump has uh, been in and out of the courtroom. Uh, he has consistently. Uh, spoken to the media afterwards. Um, But Imran, I got to tell you, from what I'm reading and from what I'm seeing, this trial looks a lot like a circus to me. And I'm just curious, from a legal perspective and kind of your assessment being in out of courtrooms, how's the judge comporting himself? How's the prosecution making their case? What's What's the real details here? Yes, so Kevin, you obviously saw uh, uh, Attorney General Letitia James in the courtroom. There was that, it spawned all those memes. You got uh, her glaring down at Donald Trump, who's seated there at the defendant's table in this civil uh, trial, uh, which is being held in 60 Center Street. And I was down in that area. I was going to court myself. And it really is a circus, uh, both in and outside the courtroom or courthouse. I mean, media was lined up all over the place. And of course, um, it's one of the first trials, if you will, uh, where Donald Trump is going to be seated 
at the defendant's table. Of course, we know that there's more to come. Uh, but you see all this jockeying here for the spotlight. Uh, you know, Tish James obviously has uh, her interest in mind, and she's there seated in the courtroom. Of course, it is her office uh, leading the charge here. And, and then you have Donald Trump also uh, on his uh, podium, and he's shouting out and, and you know, barking back. And, of course, the judge uh, looking to uh, issue a gag order there on Donald Trump. And also the judge, uh, it's his moment in the spotlight, too. So Wasn't really he preening like a peacock on day one, just looking at that camera? and grinning like it was, I I seriously thought, I've never seen a judge do that before. That was just the weirdest thing, the way he looked into the camera and took his glasses off. It was almost like he was making love to the camera or something. It was like, hey, how you doing? Right, well, you know, that whole panning of that camera was was sort of comical. I mean, so it's a serious legal proceeding. It's unprecedented in many ways, but the panning, you know, uh, uh, from Tish James to Donald Trump to the judge, uh, it was somewhat, um, you know, unique. I saw a lot of memes on social media that were comparing it to uh, a sitcom, and the, some had even put like the Office theme music underneath it, uh, cutting from from person to person. It was, I don't know. It, it is, it is on many levels. I think some people are getting uh, entertained by it. Someone who's not is Donald Trump, and mm -hmm. I want to delve into some of the observations about the actual substance of the proceedings first. But let me ask you. And while we're still on the appearance and the forms and all that stuff, has there been any behavior by the judge or by the conduct of the court so far that is putting the kind of credibility of whatever he ends up deciding uh, on the line? He is quoted as having said at one point in time in his uh, legal career that he's a judge and he can override juries if he wants to because he has the, the power. And I've never heard a judge say that. In, in open uh, space before. And I've I known some, I know the good judges from ABK, Judge Weinberg over at the uh, Katsimatidis organization. I've talked to a lot of judges uh, in, in other realms of the country. I've never seen anybody that that had kind of that mentality towards um, towards his courtroom before. So, you know, ultimately a judge's uh, job is to run the courtroom, right? It's he or she presides over that courtroom uh, and will do so uh, in the manner he or she sees fit. Of course, there's checks and balances, if you will, on certain, you know, behavior in the courtroom. And they could be brought up on, uh, uh, not sanctions, but reprimanded uh, or, you know, if there's anything unto do. Uh, and if there is rulings or if there are rulings that are, are questionable, of course, the litigant always has the ability to appeal it up now this judge uh in spe specifically you know he made that comment i mean in some ways he's right a judge could uh overrule a jury on certain things right but not not necessarily a verdict right a verdict is the uh is the verdict of that jury and the way you're going to get it overturned or thrown out is going to be taking that verdict up to appeal uh and pointing out errors uh that in the case occurred at trial at yeah. trial so you know in that sense can a judge overrule a jury's verdict yeah they could overturn it but you know what what we see here is again something that we haven't seen before um and you got strong characters on all sides you got interests. <laughs> that's a nice that, way of putting yeah, it <laughs> that are are competing right you know and yeah. and listen judges are human beings uh and you know if you are in specifically uh the legal profession many of us attorneys um 
like to have their moment in the spotlight uh whether it's a big case and you know our firm handles big cases and uh you, you know you get used to it over over time but this is probably the biggest case uh that this judge has had before him um uh, so there's going to be a certain level of showmanship uh or you know making sure that uh his rulings or his uh the decorum of the court is conducted in the manner that he sees fit but what what we really have to figure out at the end of the day is whatever happens from this trial if there's any errors or or fairness that were sort of shirked uh and i'm sure that you know trump's team are going to be looking at that very closely we will uh, continue the discussion on the trial of the former president currently underway in new york when we continue it's legal night he's imran i'm kevin so glad you're here You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, and more. Great news! The MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code JOEP. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com, call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code JOEP to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. All right, Kevin McCullough, every week I promise you, you're going to get a real-life question answered by none other than Mike Connors himself of Connors & Sullivan, the law firm that specializes in everything you need to know uh, for end of life. And uh, Mike, this week's question comes from Shirley in the Bronx. She says, my friend is sick and in the hospital can she make a will in the hospital? Now, I know, Mike, that you guys did some of this specialized stuff uh, even during COVID, but what's the process? Well, I mean, if somebody's sick, they still can do a will. I mean, to do a will, you mean a, a very low level of competency. In other words, if you know you want to do a will and you have a rough idea of your assets and who your family is, you can do a will. So if, even if somebody is sick, they can do a will. Now, it's a little bit hot, harder with the hospital. Sometimes you have to get the physician, the permission of the attending physician. But, yes, you can do a will in the hospital. Obviously, it's going to take a little bit of work, and that's why sometimes you should plan in advance and do the will before you go to the hospital. Yeah. Well, that would be ideal for sure. Uh, but, friends, maybe you have a question about how to do all of that. Uh, the number to call is 718-238-6500, 718 and Mike wants to answer your questions, so send them to him at askmikeconnors at gmail.com, askmikeconnors at gmail.com, and then be listening here with Kevin McCullough, but also on his own broadcast, Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA, and Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher sees the race card again. I know if you don't like Kamala Harris, it's because you need to be terrified of a black woman president. I mean, you can't make this crap up. That's as ludicrous as Bob Menendez of New Jersey claiming the reason he's been indicted is because he's Hispanic. He's playing the race card. They all play the race card. It's all they got because they're imbeciles. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970. The answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now, boys, from boys, New York, boys, back boys, to boys. Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin boys. McCullough. All right, boys, we're back. Night. Radio Night Live. He's Imran Ansari. I'm Kevin McCullough. Don't call him Pasta Fajul. That's his middle name. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, he's, he's, that's not his name. I'm just kidding. Don't send me letters. Um, Imran, one of the other parts of this um, proceeding that is that people have questions about is, um, you know, the president came out and spoke to the press yesterday specifically. And a lot of these charges and you can explain more specifically what the charge is. But I know that it has to do with their claiming fraud in terms of how the president represented his wealth in terms of assets to put against loans that he got from banks that, and I, I feel like this is important to point out that he completely paid back all on time. Didn't, you know, run out on any of them. So nobody, nobody lost out on money or anything like that. But one of the things that they're doing as an example to say that he committed fraud was to state that he overvalued the, the value of his property. Um, and Mar-a-Lago and specifically, and I don't know how a judge in New York City knows what property values in Florida are about, but this judge has allowed for the purposes of the trial, it looks like the value of $18 million to be the value assigned to Mar-a-Lago. Imran, the, the, next, the, the lot next door to him, which is half its size, is currently listed for sale at $200 million, and it doesn't have any, any buildings on it. Um, in fact, the, the former president said yesterday, you, you probably couldn't even buy a house in Palm Beach for 18 million. Uh, and some of them are not on very big pieces of property. The last assessment, according to the Trump side, that they had done of Mar-a-Lago puts its value at somewhere between one and $1.5 billion in value. So with these kind of numbers representing the entities of the property that's involved, they're claiming that he committed fraud but it seems like the judge's understanding of what the value of what his asset would be is also very far off. So if you're his attorney, if you're the president's attorney, is this grounds for the appeal or are these arguments that you make in this trial before the current judge? You're certainly making those arguments, <clears throat> excuse me, Kevin, uh, before the judge uh, in this in this case. So, so the judge here really is the trier of fact, right? There's no jury. And you know, Donald Trump has railed against that. He's saying he didn't get a jury in this to decide his uh, quote unquote fate in this trial. So the judge is the trier of fact. You wanna put all the evidence before this judge that's going to be supporting the defense in this case. So if there are valuations that show that the filings or the, the Trump valuations, if you will, were more or accurately assessed, were correct, you're gonna put that before this judge 
And if the judge somehow decides not to take that into consideration uh, or some of that's precluded or clearly the evidence don't does not support a verdict rendered by this judge, uh, if it is in fact against Donald Trump, then you're taking that uh, up to the appellate court. You're saying that there, the, the uh, weight of evidence did not support the ultimate verdict and decision by the judge. And you're making sure that you're carefully documenting that on the trial level so you're preserving it for appeal uh, if this judge finds against Trump. So you want to put it in the record so it's already there. And when you go to the appellate level, you say, hey, look, we showed the judge this evidence and he he didn't acknowledge it or he denied it or whatever else. Correct. Um, so talk to me about the charge itself. They're claiming that he committed fraud. Um, but what are they specifically accusing him of having done? So Donald Trump, the, the fraud aspect of this trial, Kevin, is that is overvaluation of property, right? In order to uh, get certain favors to loans uh, into the business and, and, and overvaluing the Trump organization, uh, certain properties in order to put a, a different financial picture, if you will, before lenders, before financial institutions and with filings. Um, that in essence is the crux of the fraud claim here. And if you're able to prove that, if the if AG James is able to prove that uh, and show that this was an intentional uh, intentional act to defraud, then that's going to be problematic for Trump, Trump organization, et cetera. Um, however, if the defense can show, A, we talked about the valuations, that they were more accurate, uh, the defense sides or the, the filings and the evidence that the DA uh, AG is pointing to uh, against Trump were more accurate than what the valuations are uh, being purported by the AG, well, then you're going to have a defense to put out there. Uh, and also, if there was no sort of intentional fraud here, uh, that's also going to be something that you're going to be arguing to this judge, uh, that there was no intentional fraud, that this was not some sort of uh, uh, fraudulent scheme in order to defraud uh, financial institution lenders or what have you. Yeah. Uh, and that's the sort of defense you're going to be putting forth out there. But uh, a fraud case. You're going to have to plead it with specificity, meaning the complaint would have to be fully fleshed out. And once you get into that courtroom, you're going to have to prove it with specificity, showing the acts, the intent of defraud, and you better have the evidence to show that. It seems to me, and I'm just looking on the surface level here, so I don't know the intricate details of A.G. James's claim, but it seems to me that the Trump team has a lot of weapons on their side in this current uh, discussion. Let me ask you about um, one other aspect of this, because it has come up. Um, Trump is saying that the AG has compromised her ability in this case because she campaigned on prosecuting him uh, without a specific charge that she said, you know, you elect me as governor. You know, I'm going to go get this guy. You elect me as AG. I'm going to go get this guy. You know, you should vote for me. This is what I'm this is what I'm running on. And it was a successful campaign. Um, does he have an argument to make that she didn't follow normal standards of what would be looking for evidence and following the evidence where it leads um, and that she was highly motivated by political ambitions as opposed to what the facts on the grounds were uh, facts yes. on the ground were? Right. So if that argument is to resonate, that Tish James is here in this courtroom, um, not having her office looking to put forth a bona fide complaint, civil case, 
and that this is purely uh, the next step for what she campaigned on. Uh, so on her next campaign, she could go back uh, to the voting public and say, I took down Donald I Trump. Got him. I got yeah. Yeah, I took him to court. Uh, I made that campaign promise and I made I followed through with it. But that we talked about this before, Kevin, whether you be a Democrat or Republican, if you are in office in a prosecutorial agency and whether you're pu- pushing a civil case or a criminal case, um, you're not going to be uh, you, you're not going to be infused with a political motivation. Your, your, the cases you bring are not going to be uh, based on some aspirations that are politically motivated. It's because you have the evidence to show that the law has been broken. So and isn't that kind of dumb if you're if you're running for office? Isn't it kind of dumb to run on that kind of platform? I don't think it should be a campaign talking point at all. This is yeah. not a, a office, uh, a public office, uh, which lends itself to that, Kevin. Right? So if you're so if you're Trump's people, do you go back and pull out her campaign commercials where she said it over and over and over again in, in the last cycle? Yeah, if you could get that into evidence, Kevin, and show that this is a, a, uh, a case that is not grounded in hard evidence and hard facts, but rather a political witch hunt, um, you want that to resonate with that judge, yeah. okay? You know, you need that to resonate with the judge. You need that to be there on the record if it goes up to appeal. Let's take this quick break, a few more minutes, and coming up yet, we're going to visit with uh, someone on behalf of Plaza College that is conducting a steno retreat. You've probably never heard of it. I haven't either. We'll find out all about it. Stay with us. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Authorities in Dallas say the George W. Bush Library was shut down today for nearly two hours because of a bomb threat. Staff member found the threat written on a restroom wall. Police made a complete sweep of the building, determined there was no threat. The facility then reopened. The Biden administration set to build a section of a border wall in southern Texas, that in an effort to stop rising levels of immigration. In 2020, Biden promised he would not build another foot of wall if elected. U.S. military shooting down a Turkish drone today that came way too close to American troops in Syria. U.S. officials says the drone had been flying in an unsafe and, quote, unsynchronized manner. This is SRN News. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota Service Department. If you're tired of dealing with dummies, go experience the smart way to service your Toyota. Moore Capital Management, LLC, seeks financial engineer in New York City to provide analytical support for firms' trading, research, and risk areas. Salary is $200,000 per year. Mail resume to Moore Capital Management, LLC, to the attention of HR 11 Times Square, Floor 38, New York, New York, 10036, and reference job code 20386.23.4. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970 The Answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. 
TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough and uh, Imran Ansari, glad to have you with us. We've got uh, a very exciting uh, guest coming up in the next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about court reporting from our good friends at Plaza College. And again, uh, they sponsor the show. So if you are interested in finding a career that's exciting, meaningful, flexible, and lucrative, go to plazacollege.edu, click on the uh, button there for the court reporting program and find out more and see for yourself exactly uh, how good it could be. Imran, um, we've covered some of the kind of uh, objections or talking points that have come out of the trial so far. Um, but at some point, this is this is going to be put up for the judge to decide um, if he decides, well, what happens? Take both outcomes. If he decides for Trump, does this hurt Tish James in the future? If he decides uh, against Trump, uh, does it impact the president's current ambition for, and he said this in his comments yesterday when he was talking to the press, he said, I don't want to be here. I want to be in Iowa. I want to be in New Hampshire. I want to be in South Carolina talking to the voters. seems like the more this stuff happens, the bigger crowds he draws and he's, he's itching to get back out on the trail. So right. what's the outcome depending on what the judge says here? Sure. So Kevin, the first, let's talk about the political outcome first. <clears throat> we know that this is fueling rather than deterring uh, the support for Donald Trump. 
So uh, my understanding is that campaign and donations to Donald Trump and his campaign have surged since the start of this civil trial. We've known that it's it's it, it has surged and support has has uh, the supporters have been emboldened uh, since the various filings, both in the criminal side and the civil side, have occurred. But I my understanding is that since this particular civil trial has started, his supporters have. Uh, grown stronger and they are giving him money. They are donating money to. Yeah, I think campaign. he did just for the record. I think he did 45 million in quarter three in fundraising. The next closest behind him was Ron DeSantis at about five. Yeah. So it's not it's not even a competition at this point. Right. And Kevin, you know, this is why, uh, you know, these proceedings against Donald Trump, which if Donald Trump has broken the law, uh, I think no one is above the law. We know that. Right. <clears throat> Um, but if this was politically motivated, then it's backfiring because rather than deterring the uh, support for Donald Trump, um, it's in fact fueling it. Uh, and that's something which is really to be considered as we go forward, right? And legally and politically, things are so uncharted here. We're in unprecedented territory. Uh, but but if- don't you think either way the judge decides it's a win for for Trump? Because if he decides against him, and you've got it on the record that the judge said eighteen million for his house, and his house is worth one and a half billion, I mean that that looks to the average person as like a complete hosing. Um, but if he de- if he if he decides for Trump, then Trump gets to walk around and go, "See, I told you." <laughs> it's like in either way, it seems like he he ends up with the narrative to come out of it that this was political. Yeah, so politically, I think it's a it's a win win situation politically for Donald Trump, right? For his support, it's a hassle for sure. He wouldn't he would rather not be doing it, but it's it's got some upside. Yeah, legally though, if he's found liable in this civil case, um, it could have real ramifications monetarily for him and his business. Uh, There, what you know, he doesn't go to jail in a civil case like this. Right, it's a financial penalty that's going to be assessed and i know that the ag is looking for a disgorgement of upwards of 250 million dollars so if they're able to prove their case if they're able to get the judge to find him liable then we go to the damages question and we're here in the first department of new york so what's the first department second department well the first department in new york encompasses manhattan the bronx the second department encompasses brooklyn queens staten island right there's a difference it's important because of this. He's being tried in the first department, which means that the judge is going to hear not only whether there was fraud and whether Donald Trump is liable, but he's also going to be hearing about the mo- the money and the penalty phase, what the AG would be looking for in terms of damages, all in one trial. You're going to get that all here. So we're going to know what the AG is looking for. We kind of know already. I think it's about $250 million of disgorgement but if he's found liable that judge is going to be rendering a verdict also in the amount of money that's going to be owed by donald trump uh in terms of damages assessed in this trial and i think it's a fair question that trump has asked who who is the victim in the crimes that he's accused of if even if he did defraud the bank, if he paid the bank back on all the loans on time within the agreement of the of what the loan said, is there a victim? And if you don't have a victim, how is it possible that a crime was committed? Just real quickly, 10 seconds, we, we can pick it up later. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, in a nutshell, 
you know, the liability, if he is found to be defrauded or not, then you go to the damages phase. And that's the argument that the defense would say on the damages phase. They'll say, okay, right, no harm, uh, no foul. So there's no there's no real damages to be assessed here because he made good on all the loans and paid back. And he was uh, he was up to date with yeah. whatever the lender gave. And then that's the mitigation aspect the defense will want to hit home. All right. Uh, we're going to talk Plaza College Court reporting next. And then it's Esquire Etiquette with Imran Ansari. Stay here. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. We've been talking about Plaza College's court reporting program. Well, Plaza, on behalf of the New York State Court Reporters Association, is proud to announce this year's one-day convention, a Steno State of Mind. A Steno State of Mind is being held at the historic Eastern District Courthouse on Sunday, October 22nd, from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Brooklyn. This full-day event inside this famously historic courthouse will bring members of the court reporting community, working reporters, and students together for six seminars celebrating this high-powered profession. You know what that means. Working court reporters, you will earn six NCRA-approved CEUs and the latest industry insight. For more information and to view the exciting agenda, visit nyscra.org 2023 fall convention. Again, register at nyscra.org 2023 fall convention. Get yourself in a steno state of mind. The first of three straight road games takes the 4-1 Orange to Chapel Hill to meet number 14 and unbeaten North Carolina. Orange pregame 2.30, kickoff 3.30 Saturday on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University football. Two things that hit a family budget the hardest, the price of gas and of groceries. Let us ease that pain at the pump when you enter the $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway. The grand prize winner gets $10,000 in gift cards for gas and groceries. Three first prize winners each get $1,000 gift cards, and 10 second prize winners will get $500 gift cards for gas and groceries. That's $18,000 total. To enter, go to am970theanswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Dennis Prager is annoyed with the green movement. My sense is, A, it's it's a parody. It, it's a joke. I am going to wreck the economies of the Western world. I'm going to put Africans uh, into poverty because in 250 million years, the temperature, according to models, will be between 104 and 150. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, on AM 970. The answer. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. There's a crime committed on Capitol Hill as October opens. Ten alleged Republicans, led by Matt Gates of Florida, joined with every Democrat present to oust Kevin McCarthy from the job as Speaker. Gates's motive is said to be an effort to divert attention from his growing ethics scandal and to raise money by grabbing airtime. McCarthy is the most effective speaker the Republicans have had since Mr. Newt. McCarthy notched a huge win over big-spending Democrats and the president this summer, but the knuckleheads didn't want to win. We want to thank Kevin McCarthy for decades of service. Inspired by Ronald Reagan to enter politics, McCarthy is one of the genuinely decent and widely admired elected officials in a town full of just the opposite. 
We hope McCarthy continues to serve all of the people he can and has done so for so long. He's always played the long game successfully. Some, if not all, the 10 coups will be purged by the GOP incrementally, and the GOP majority will continue to depend on McCarthy and his remarkable team for guidance and calm, effective, sage wisdom. Thank you, Speaker McCarthy. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. What a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's Radio Night Live. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. We've been talking about the big news stories. But Imran, you know, I know that you're as equally excited and thankful that we have such a great sponsor in Plaza College as I am. And throughout this last year, we've had a chance to get to know different I I dare say even celebrities in the field of steno, which not, you know, not not all people think of um, stenography as a field where celebrities are made. But, you know, we've had the steno influencer. We've had uh, all kinds of stenographers join us from the media to the courtroom and everything in between. And today we're, we're going to actually talk to someone who is leading as of this week, their very first ever steno retreat. Please welcome Shanice Day. Hello, Shanice. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I'll let Imran think of a really important uh, legal question to ask you in just a second, but I want to ask you this first. A steno retreat, and you're doing it partly online and partly in person. What's the vision for it? Why are you doing it? And, And what's been the response so far? Yes. So last year we actually did a test run. Um, so we're here in Atlanta, Georgia. We're, uh, the vision for it is to bring us together. It's that time where stenographers get to unwind. They are very busy. So um, I came up with this idea, just something intimate to bring us together to just, you know, get together and just talk talk steno and relax and have a good time. So we will start um in Atlanta, we will start off with our um, steno slumber party where we will have a private chef come in, cater to us, we'll play games, and then the next day, we'll take a party bus to um, Chateau Alain, which is a vineyard. We'll spend two days there with spa treatments, wine tasting, and just unwinding. Imran, we are in the wrong business, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that sounds uh, excellent. What way to take a break from the grueling uh, day-to-day of being a, a stenographer <clears throat> and taking down testimony and all sorts of important things in the legal world and a little vino and relaxation. And I think um, you and all your fellow stenographers definitely deserve it. Yes, yes. It's nothing like just self-care, putting yourself first. And this is, the, so, this is the portion that's in person, but you also have a, a webinar portion of the retreat. How's What's the response been like for that? Yes. So this year, this is the first webinar that Steno in the City is going to host. So I figured, I figured, okay, this is our first webinar. We'll have a probably, you know, 30 people sign up for the webinar. As of today, we're at 105 people that signed up for this webinar. So it's going to be with Allie Hall. She's an instructor. She's a phenomenal um, court reporter, uh, freelancer. She has all of her certs. She's amazing. She's getting students through school right away, graduating and just, you know, bringing them, you know, over the finish line. So she is going to be the instructor for the workshop. And then um, we'll just have our retreat um, attendees um, attend the in-person. Wow. 
Well, Shonis, I have a question. Um, <clears throat> all those listeners out there who may be uh, interested in getting in the court reporting profession, um, how do they find out more about that profession, about that field, and what's the first step in getting into it? So the first step is to see if this is something that you're interested in. So we have an organization, which is the National Court Reporters Association. Anyone that is interested can go to the website. So it'll be ncraonline.org. You would go to Discover Steno, where um, we'll give you a breakdown of what Steno is, the program, and we have an A to Z program. It's a six-week introductory course that I just believe it's it's just it's amazing so if you're not sure if this is something that you want to do you'll have six weeks to just learn the keyboard learn all about the profession and see if this is a good fit for you before you go and you know get um, student loans you'll see you'll know if this is something that you would like to proceed with so they can go to ncraonline.org and all of the information is there ncra online.org i uh, wanted to make sure people knew about that and also if you go to plazacollege.edu uh, i think they have a link from this uh the court reporting page that will also connect you with the ncra obviously working very closely with plaza college as plaza is one of the uh i i think imran i'm not i don't think i'm telling anything out of out of court here not to make a pun, um, that it's it's the best school for court reporting in the country. Um, and the placement rates at which they get people plugged in. But let me ask you this, Shanice, uh, along the same lines as what Imran was asking, when people think of this, they may think of that person that they see, you know, in the court movies, you know, typing on the thing or whatever. But it's actually a very lucrative career. Talk about the earnings opportunity. So the, earn the earnings are lucrative. Um, it also depends on what state you're going to be in, and um, you have the potential to earn up to six figures um, in this industry. However, it takes discipline and it takes hard work to make that amount. The good stenographers, they're in the six figure range. So it's what you put into it. So if you work hard and you practice and you do what you're supposed to do as far as like learning and just, you know, leveling up with your certifications, then you can make great money within this profession. And then you can attend um, Shanice's retreat and go have pajama parties and <laughs> champagne sipping and uh, in in person chef. I mean, you know, Imran, I'm I'm thinking I'm in the wrong business. I think maybe I need to go to court reporting school. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Shanice, I want to ask you the this question. <clears throat> now, there's a lot of flexibility in court reporting, and I see right now uh, you're at the retreat. You're in your hotel room now. If a court reporter wanted and had the equipment with them, uh, wanted to take a job uh, from a hotel room, let's just say, would they be able to do that? Yes. So one thing about our industry, there is a lot of um, flexibility. And uh, due to the pandemic, even now, so we have a lot of remote depositions. So you can be in one state, for instance, I'm sure tomorrow we'll have reporters who need to take a job and they will step away and they will go and do that job remotely. So you have remote, um, you can be anywhere, right? So it's a lot of flexibility um, within this profession. Well, see, here's the thing I don't get. If you're 
listening and you're hearing Imran and I talk to Shanice Day and you're saying, wow, good money, flexibility. Um, what's keeping you from going on to the website, plazacollege.edu, clicking the court reporting uh, link and getting started? Do it right now. plazacollege.edu, plazacollege.edu, click on court reporting. Shanice Day, thank you for being with us. Enjoy your retreat. You're welcome. And I just have one more thing. So I am coming to New York. Plaza College, um, they will be in attendance. I will be having, hosting a networking event for the national, for the NYSPRES, um conference and the New York Con New York Court Reporters Conference and Plaza students will be in attendance. So thank you to all of the sponsors who are sponsoring the students. You got it. All right. Coming right back. Radio Night Live. Don't go away. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Thank you for finally noticing. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow 6-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two Two hand towels and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code Joe P. That's a 50% savings. Go to mypillow.com. Call 800 651 0798 Use the promo code Joe P to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, final few minutes, and this is where Imran Ansari doles out the free legal advice. It's called Esquire Etiquette, and he's always got tips for us. Sometimes they even relate to the discussion of the night. Imran, what do you have? Sure. So uh, it does deal with some of the issues that Donald Trump is facing right now in this civil trial, uh, and that is um, being accurate uh, on documents that you're going to be filing or submitting to a bank to a lender, to insurance companies. And I'm not necessarily opining on, on whether Donald Trump is liable or not, but this highlights the importance of making sure you're accurate. Of course, in Donald Trump's case, we're talking about millions of dollars, but sometimes you're, you're, you're applying for a loan, you're valuing property, you're submitting certain financials to the bank, to a lender, to an insurance company to get an insurance policy. Often, if you give a wrong figure and you know it, right and you're purposefully doing that even if it's uh, a minute amount it's almost like strict liability uh you can't do it you can't put false information to a lender in order to get a loan to an insurance company in order to get approved for an insurance policy you just got to be accurate and here we're seeing it on the grand scale with donald trump but often uh and and it can happen that say a lender who has given you a mortgage on your home, finds out that you've, you've done something wrong or you've given false information or, or fudged the numbers, if you will, that could come back to bite you both civilly and criminally. So just no matter how much you want to loan a mortgage or, or an insurance policy, you know, don't try to you know make things look a little more better on your side. Just be accurate because it could blow back on you. Yeah, telling the truth. <laughs> It has a way of, of working in your favor, uh, even if you don't get the loan that you maybe want. Um, well, very interesting. Great conversation tonight. Uh, thanks to uh, Plaza College and thanks to Shanice Day uh, and best wishes on her hundred and something uh, registra uh, registrations for her webinar and for the retreat that she's got going on. And uh, again, if you want more uh, information on court reporting, plazacollege.edu, click the court reporting button right there. They've got that six week uh, program for free that you can try from the National Association of Court Reporters. You can check that out uh, at plazacollege.edu as well. Tomorrow, uh, we will be having some fun on the Fun Friday. Christine Nicholas will be back. I have a review of Bettinger's Luggage. I did ah. see that at the AMT Theater this week, so uh, we'll be checking that out. I think you know that Joni Pelsner, uh, uh, Imran, she's, she's yeah. a good lady. Uh, she was there with uh, with smiles and hugs for everybody that came out of the show yeah. when we were done. So well, was, Kevin, uh, I got a text. Kevin came to the show. So. <laughs> was, she, was she like, where were you? <laughs> anyway. Now the pressure's on. Yeah, no, it's it, well, it's a great show, and uh, I think it's got some real drama desk uh, potential. We'll see, but we'll we'll delve into a few a uh, few other fun things. Christine Nicholas will be with me, and then of course my uh, weekend TV show, Salem News Channel, that Kevin show this weekend. We've got some real fun surprises for you. You don't want to miss Saturday night on the Salem News Channel, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. If you miss it Saturday, it replays on Sunday night, same time slot. Imran, have a great weekend, uh, friends. Thank you for being here, and we'll see all of you next time. Thank you.